this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks to long-distance dating and everything in between. Today's topic is, well, today doesn't really have a specific topic, debunking sex and relationship myths. That sounds like a Cosmo article and I don't like it. it just calling bullshit on, on all previous Was That Good For You Okay, shows. well, okay, okay, I'll Long take time it. listener, first time caller. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, calling bullshit. That's what this episode yeah, is on. It's be calling bullshit. Um, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Matt Beckley. I work in construction, and uh, I'm really happy to be here. Listen, <laughs> I've listened since podcast number one. Have you really? Have yeah. you listened to all of them? I think so. I don't think I've listened to the last week. I've been busy. There's like a Halloween and all that shit going on. Tomorrow's episode, which doesn't make any sense for me saying this on the podcast, because um, it's, you know, it's going to be in a different time. Yeah. But the episode I'm referring to, which is cheating, is really good. Is I listened it, to it a few days ago, and I'm it? really excited about it. My ex roommate, the one that Got replaced. Got you. Yeah. Got you. By the way, across the board, all names on the podcast are bleeped Get out. Bleeped out. So and you I'm can not, say any name you want. Like a huge fan. I know. Yeah. I, I've, oh, so I've you seen, know. I've seen right. the you name. Know. I know. I could be like you know, when in the bathroom and nobody knows you <laughs> exactly know? Like, you know? exactly uh, sound things on the side it's very fancy yeah this is a very fancy uh, podcast it is really fancy it's, it's everybody who comes in is like oh i wasn't expecting this. no this is like this is like like wow like I you're know. like a real adult i like, think you so like a full... i know yeah. before we jump into the episode today's word of the day is figging Figging. Do you know what figging is? Because I, I didn't. I don't know what figging is. I'm a figging little nervous. is the sexual act of inserting a piece of prepared ginger root into your anus to produce a burning <laughs> sensation. <laughs> oh, I mean, well then, yes, I know what that is. I now just didn't know. know the name for it. Oh, right, just, of course, you know, of course. In practice, you know it. Oh, yeah, um, I know. absolutely. The crazy thing about this is it's one of those words that I wasn't, I don't like to use words that are like not, not that they're not, this is like a, not that this is, this is in Webster's Dictionary. Where does that come up for you? Like how? What are you searching for? That figging is the so thing that many pops things. Up? I search the craziest things to find my to find my words of the day. God, God forbid anything happens to you. The first thing I'm going to do is delete your browser history. That's the nicest thing anyone's like. Ever your said parents to me. don't need to go through that. Yeah. The interesting thing is I don't like to do so. Like I said, it's like this word is obviously not in like the in like a dictionary, but like there are BDSM words that are like commonly used, and then there are words that are like high school boys made up that are only on like Urban Dictionary. I don't like to do those. It has Moving. to be a little bit more. Even that one's a little bit more mainstream. Okay. It has to be a little more mainstream. This one is really common. Like, I looked it up and there's like Vice articles, like the newest trend in sex. Like, it's like a big thing. I'm is putting ginger in your asshole. <laughs> it's the biggest, it's the biggest trend. Apparently, some people take it a step further and they do hot chili peppers. Oh, I mean, good on you. It takes all kinds. I, when you go to your break to pitch whatever product we're pitching that pays for this thing, mm -hmm. I'm going to be looking up figging. <laughs> Um, oh, we know you're going to be looking up figging tonight. Absolutely. Abso abso I was talking to earlier and I told him about figging and he texted me back and said, I hope my life never becomes so desensitized that in order to get off, I need to put a piece of ginger in my asshole. <laughs> I mean, come on, we know and, better than that. And I, of course, said, don't kink shame. We don't kink shame around here. No, we don't. No, I'm, we're, I'm we're poking fun. But if you're into that, you're into that. We don't which, kink which, shame. Which is this camera too? Is this where we're? That's yours. That's, that's mine. mine. That's ours. That's ours. ours. Yeah. I like to share a camera. You know, like. <laughs> okay, so debunking some dating and sex myths. De All right, hit me. I have a few. Yeah, I have a few. So the first one, I'm actually very interested to hear your opinion on. That's Acting unavailable will make him like you more. Myth or fact? Acting unavailable will make him like you more. Myth or fact? I think it depends entirely on the him in that scenario. I have a whole theory about That's why I'm here. Yes. I have a whole theory about this. Okay. Um, 
I feel like it makes boys want you more. Mm. I feel like it makes men want you less. Oh, okay. I have a I have a hard to get equals hard to want. Mm-hmm. But like in L.A., everyone's got that. That's that. You ever seen the movie Swingers? No, I've never seen it. I know. Oh, I know. Like this is so up your. They have this. They have this entire classic scene that where they're like, you know, no, you've got to wait three days, bare minimum, before you text back. Okay. And and, and that whole kind of bullshit. And then when they ask, like the main characters are like, oh, week and a half. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right away. And to me, that's such bullshit because if to answer your question fundamentally, actually, yes, I think it works. But okay. I think it's but I think it's a bullshit way of doing things. So we have friends. We have friends that have been on this podcast. Yes. That that are all about like, oh my God, I'm, I really want to call him. I really want to text him, but I'm not going to text him for four days because like right. I want him to like me. Or he waited two hours, so I have to wait at least an hour, whatever. Oh my God. That, that, <laughs> that quid pro quo, which whenever, I don't know when this airs, but this is really prescient right now. That's whole quid pro quo thing is it drives me through the roof because best case scenario, say that that works for you. Yeah. Say all of a sudden now this guy loves you because you haven't, you know, you've been so unavailable that you took a month to text him back. Right? Yes. He thinks you're very important. And so now you've got this guy. Yeah. But he's in love with someone you're not. He's in love with someone you're pretending to be. That's true. Like if you're, or he's in love with the chase. Yeah, but even if it's not the chase, like if you're a needy person, and that's totally fine to be a needy person, that's going to come out eventually. Yeah. That's going to come out after you know two or three months when you start leaving towels on the floor and like you know toothbrush, toothpaste on the sink and shit. Um, and all of a sudden. If this dude's not okay with like a needy person, you've now invested two, three months, four months, and you've gotten really attached and you're going to find all these incompatibilities because they're in love with somebody that you're not. Right. On the flip side, if you're somebody who's legitimately that busy and is always out of town for work and you don't text back, you know, for three or four days at a time because you just don't and you've fool someone into that you're super attentive and available because you're really into something, you're trying to get somebody by texting a bunch. At the yeah. Beginning, again, you're making somebody love you for things that aren't you. Right. Or not, not even love you, but want you for things that aren't you. So it's one of those Pyrrhic victories where it's like, yeah, you might get the person, you might get the results that you're looking for, but you're going to lose the war. You win the battle to lose the war. Yeah. Because you're being false. And right. the only way it seems to me that a relationship lasts for any length of time is if you're if you're honest. I hate to sound like a fortune cookie, but like, <laughs> but that's the truth. But it's, you, yeah, you absolutely. Know? Because all of that other shit goes away eventually. Yeah. You know? I think people are really afraid to be honest about who they are and what they want. Yeah. And I think that that's where everybody gets fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's uh, there's an old Norm Macdonald Seinfeld thing where they were talking about like Cosby and he's like, it's it's not like the rape, it's the hypocrisy, you know. <laughs> and like Norm's like, I think it's the rape. Like it's really like I was really against it. Yeah. But there's there's something to be said for the fact of like, you know, it's the the hypocrisy of it. If someone's like, oh, this is what I really want, but they're afraid to admit what they really want. Like if yeah. you're into figging. Like, go join a figging website and, yeah. and just be like, yeah, fuck it. I like figging. Don't, you know, but I mean, like, if you're like the first three months, like, no, nah, don't get that ginger anywhere near my asshole. And then, like, you know, like, you're super unfulfilled. Right. Four, you know what I mean? Like, because they're not actually sticking the ginger in your asshole. Yeah. And then, like, and then you, you lead this really unfulfilled, unsatiated, you know, emotional existence. And, yeah. And what have you won? You know, that you got to show up at a party with a dude that doesn't like figging? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. But you know, yeah, but that's absolutely. the thing. And, and so it's where do your priorities lie? Um, do you want somebody that's going to be really good arm candy or do you want somebody that's actually going to be really good conversation? Yeah. Um, are you interested in somebody that's going to impress your friends or your family or you? You know, like yeah. it's what's what are the things that are genuinely important to you? Right. And I think that we're really afraid um, to admit 
where we stand and, and what we really want and, yeah. and who we are. Um, I use the example of the internet all the time. It's like all of a sudden when the internet was exist- invented and we could be anybody who we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And there was no repercussions and we were totally anonymous. The two things that we went for were porn and talking shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like that's who we are as human beings. Yes. Um, this like isn't a political webcast, but if you looked at all like the, the polling in 2016, Trump was losing by a landslide because nobody wanted to say if like a person was asking you who you're voting for. Well, certainly not that Trump guy. But when you were in a private booth, there's a lot of people that, you know, that were like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I th- and and I hate to make it, you know, too simplistic, but I think you can extrapolate that onto dating. I think there's a lot of people that we know that are like, oh, like what I really want is a guy who like sends me flowers and who does these things. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of those people, when they when they see those kind of behaviors uh, translate into weakness. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't take that a person seriously. And what oh, definitely. And what they really want is, you know, what we say, someone that's over six feet tall with a laminate. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. all access that. <laughs> you know, uh, like, and we, we have tons of friends that are like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and look, we all make mistakes in our dating life where we all trick ourselves and be like, oh, this is what I want. And it's actually not what you want. Yeah. If that makes, makes no, sense. No, for sure. Definitely. I feel like I had that issue. I mean, it's funny. We t- we're talking about this because I'll never forget one time when um, I was at a party and it's when I was seeing mm-hmm. and came so up to weird, me. So weird, by the way, as a fan, like hearing this and actually hearing the names instead of I having know, them all I know, I so. um, know. And came up to me and I don't even think I asked. Yeah. And I don't even think I asked. I don't know how it got brought up, but he basically straight up, he goes, make yourself less available and then he'll want you. And I have a, I, to a fault, play it pretty cool girl in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how much less available can I make it without literally just like the next time he asked me to hang out saying, fuck off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. But that was very interesting to me. But maybe it goes back to the, not to offend, maybe it goes back to the boys versus men thing. I don't know. I mean, also, how did that relationship work out for well, you? Well, yeah, you're okay. Do, do you know well, what I mean? Okay. <laughs> like, which, by the way, couldn't love that dude anymore. Right, of course. And couldn't think more of you. But, like, life would be so much simpler if people were a, a checklist, if people were, like, a pro-con sheet. Like, yeah. if you could, like, write things down, like, no girl would ever end up with the guy that's going to smack him around like her dad did. Do you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is despite all the things that you think you want and that you don't want, there's an, uh, there's, like, an it factor. Like, there's a inco- incomprehensible just bolt of lightning that draws you to somebody even when you shouldn't be I tell that to girlfriends of mine all the time who get really upset when a guy you know just says I don't want a girlfriend or they're emotionally unavailable quote unquote or whatever the case is and then a week after they end he's madly in love with some other person Mm -hmm. and they always want to fault the guy but I'm like sometimes at the end of the day it sucks to say but it just comes down to you they just didn't want you and then they met someone that they did and that's it it's that simple and and we can't wrap our heads around that that's okay yeah that right. like that everybody isn't meant to be loved by everybody else, right. which is honestly, it sounds like a shitty thing at the surface, but it's honestly what makes it so special when you actually find it. Right. Because of of that, of how difficult it is to, yeah. um, of, of how difficult it is to achieve. So I think that, yeah, that whole thing of like, oh, the timing was just wrong. No, it's just you two were wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. if if uh, there's all sorts of people that I know in, in the worst timing, but that just fell in love with each other that figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. It, it, ev- or maybe you guys will come back together. Like, look at my situation. Like, it took a year and a half 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the timing was for sure off then. But, like, there was also never, like, a – it just – Or you just developed – also you developed into the people that you needed each other to be. That's true. Because, you know, you're constantly changing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I feel um, like I'm a different person. And how you, – you're 26, 5? 26. 26. Yeah, like, you're – I mean – I'd hope that you'd be different than what you were when you were 24. 100%. It was like you changed. It's like, I hope so. God, I hope, yeah. This is actually a good segue into the next myth. Okay. uh, Which is, a guy will know immediately if there's potential for a relationship or if it will never be more than a casual thing. True or false? I would say most of the time that that's true. It is. I have a really weird radar for that where I've like, I've seen people in like magazines and it's not like a like a lusty like oh my god I want to be with that person. It's just like a very matter of fact like, oh you're you're gonna be with that person. Yeah. And then like three years later we end up dating. Wow. Weird, and, and it's like happened a couple of different times. Where you, yeah. Where you see him in a variety of things, where it, it comes like that that bolt of lightning out of the out of the cosmos. It's just like, and I don't know what it is. Right. But with almost a hundred percent accuracy, I'm like, and that's not to say, ironically. Some of the longest relationships I've been in have been the slow burns where I'm okay. like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm like that into this person. And right. they kind of sneak up on you. And all of a sudden my last long term girlfriend like was supposed to be like a one night stand. And then like four weeks later, I looked up and she like just hadn't left. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I, was like I guess this is a thing. Now, I guess you know? uh, this is my girlfriend. Yeah, and, and we ended up together for like three years. And wow. was, yeah, And it was like really good. And I mean, honestly, part of it was her that she just like wouldn't. Right. Leave. She was she was like. We're gonna make this. A, I was like, all right, fuck it. Okay, well, I'm um, here. I always this is this is like a terrible this is terrible advice, but I've I've made this joke for years now. I I was really good friends for a while with this girl who was batshit crazy. Um, did, but have she, I dated her? You have not. You actually don't know her oh, crazy enough. Um, she's from Miami, but she um, she used to tell all girls she's like, if you want a guy to be your boyfriend, say whatever you want. Say like, yeah, we don't need to be serious. It's fine. We can keep things casual. But then just act like his girlfriend anyway. And eventually he'll just be like, yeah, I guess you're my girlfriend. It sounds crazy, but it always works it's, for her. It's You know what? It works for most people. It's <laughs> honestly the best advice. It's like I've told that to girls where I'm like, just act like his girlfriend. And eventually he's just going to be like, yeah, I guess this is my life now. And like it always <laughs> works. Yeah. And it's, and, it's, and it's embarrassing how often I've fallen for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I really... I'd like to pretend like I'm more on top of my shit than that. But no, it's, it's just kind of... It kind of happens that yeah, way. Yeah, and very... I, my experience is very has been, at least for me, like you never find love when you're really looking for it. Right. If I'm ever like, oh, I want to make this person my girlfriend, it, it very rarely works. Yeah. It's just it, those foundations work best when they, they kind of congeal on their own. So you know? how do you – what would you say to a girl – we could even say like a friend of ours who's been in similar types of – I wouldn't call them relationships, but like dating situationships mm-hmm. where – it's been like two to three months. Mm-hmm. They're not really sure where they stand with the guy. He's being hot and cold. He's maybe alluded to the fact that he's not looking for something serious. Mm-hmm. If it's been two or three months, to, does he pretty much know that he doesn't want anything serious with you? Yeah, but I, I would. I would almost say cut your losses. Cut your losses. I mean, that's the. Did we? Did we ever have the 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 four thousand dollar microphone conversation? We did, but I would like for you to read it because I I think that that's a really important like thing. So basically, uh, I I. Uh, when I'm not doing construction, I produce music <laughs> for a living. I just feel like everybody you have is in the entertainment industry. Every single person. Every single person, know. you know. Um, I do make furniture in my spare time. Do you really? I really do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Half the stuff at my house. It's funny you say that because I wrote an article once and one of the sentences I said, I was like, every guy in L.A. wishes that they were a musician who on the side makes furniture. Are you serious? And yeah, <laughs> that's literally no, I actually, you. I actually do. Um, but so uh, a lot of times people ask me like, oh, what microphone do you use? And, and the microphone that I use is 
an exorbitantly expensive like vintage mic, but it's the mic that I really wanted and I saved up for years to get it. And it's like cost about like, you know, 10 grand or something like that. And everybody goes, uh, well, what about this microphone, this knockoff that's like three grand? What if I got buy this one? And I always say it's the worst idea ever because it probably took you a lot of time to save up that $3,000. So either buy like the $100 microphone and make it cool and like make it work and save up for the mic you want or save all your money and then buy the mic you want. But when you buy the $3,000 microphone, now you don't have the microphone you want and you don't have your $3,000. Yeah. And so that kind of halfway mid- middle ground stuff is bullshit. Yeah. Which when you said the three months, three, four months going in, that to me is like the worst place in the, the world to be in a relationship. It like is. I try to, having grown up in LA and, and done the dating thing, I try to pull the cord like date three or I'm in it for the long haul. Because it's that weird three to six month thing that's where you're really starting to get attached to somebody. Absolutely. And that's when people get hurt and feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's also really disrespectful to people if you know that they're not, you're not going to be with them. Yeah. Because I think guys know pretty early. Right. Um, I don't want to waste your time. Right. You know? And I, I temper that with, I totally think being in casual relationships, totally fine. Yeah. Two adults that just want to bang one out every once in a while. Sorry, mom. Want to bang one out every <laughs> once in a while. Um, like more power to you. I don't yes. think you have to be in a committed relationship. But I think you know. You know that if the something... other person is, is more into you than you are into them. Exactly. 100% and, every time. And it's this actually can segue into a question I have for you. Okay. Um, but to finish that, I think that it's really selfish and kind of a shithead thing to do, which too many of us are guilty of, um, that just because you enjoy somebody's company, if you know you're not it for the long haul, to not have that conversation with them. Yeah, And absolutely. be like, look, I don't see a future here. You should be allowed to... You know, go yeah, forth. Yeah, for sure. You know, take note, men. Um, Before we jump into your question, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll jump back in. This question I had for you. Yes. At that three months thing. You're in a rela- you're you're seeing somebody. Okay. And you've had that conversation where you're like, "Hey, this is just going to be a casual thing," and they go, "Okay, yeah, no, totally, I get it." But you know that they're more invested than yeah. that. Is it your responsibility? to pull the plug on it, is to pull the ripcord on it. Because there's an arrogance in going, I know you better than you know you, right. or you're lying to me. Right. That kind of feels like a dickhead move to do. Right. But at the same time, if you kind of know that they're like hanging on, like maybe there's like dumb and dumber, like you're saying there's a chance. Right. Like what is, is the- Is it your responsibility? What, is it your responsibility? What is the, because it seems like totally arrogant to be like, I'm gonna end it even though you say you're okay with right. it. I don't think it's your responsibility, right. but I think that it's still the right thing to do. I think those are two different things. I don't think the right thing to do is always necessarily your responsibility, but mm-hmm. you can still choose to do it. Okay. I actually had that situation recently. Um, not recently, but the basically the last person I saw before uh, and I became mm-hmm. exclusive. Uh, you actually might know him. No. No way. <laughs> Oh, that breaks my. That guy is the sweetest I dude on know. the planet, and like the most handsome dude on every the planet. Se- so, so every, I don't want to go into details because I don't want to blow that, up his it's spot. It's funny that whenever oh. it's funny that whenever I tell somebody, they're like, "Oh no," because they like instantly understand. Oh. Also, I mean that dude's gonna be okay. Like the girls that that guy's brought over to my house. Yeah, it's, it's just like it just wasn't for me. And that's the thing is, it's like I had this huge. I would have conversations so often with like every girl that we know mm-hmm. where I'd be like 
he is hot, he's successful, he's sweet, he like really liked me. And it just was really? not yeah. Why? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't even trying my best because I already knew that I wasn't like <laughs> super into it. That's terrible. <laughs> oh man, that guy's such a good dude. I know. Yeah, and I'm for some reason it just like was not there for me. And I knew that he liked me more than I liked him. Mm-hmm. And I had said a few times, like, yeah, you know, I'm not super looking for something or whatever. But it started to get to a point where it was like, okay, I have to have a conversation. Something had to give. And I am such like, I can, I, to be honest, if I'm being totally honest, I can be coward sometimes when it comes to confrontation. Yeah, we all can be. We all and can be. so. But that's, th- that's the honesty I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, I hate the hypocrisy where someone's like, don't be a coward. And meanwhile, you're being a pussy in the back. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I, I can own that. up to it. I have yeah. been a coward in the past where it's like, and we weren't serious enough that I could have been a coward and I could have full on ghosted him and it would have sucked for him but like I could I could have gotten away with it right. and for something came over me I feel like I've said this story in the podcast and I was like no just just sack up for two seconds and just be totally honest about this and we had a conversation and I was basically like I said that I was like I think that there might be a little bit more on your end and like I you are great in every way he is he's, he's the kid's like a I'm walking just like monument not to DNA. there I'm just like yeah. absolutely not there and he pulled the oh it's fine like I don't I, mean, I think you may be overestimating my feelings like like, I, I'm fine to continue doing it this way, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I knew that he, it was still just like, it was it was off in terms of how much. I just, you just know. And so I basically had to be well, that I no arrogant idea. asshole and be like, oh, well, I still think we should not. Well, because the other thing is, is that you should never be in a relationship that you're not comfortable in. Right. And if you're not comfortable yeah. in the, the, the thing, but... Yeah, so basically I I was like, I'm not ready. And he was like, it's fine. We, we can be casual. And I was like, no, I'm still going to end this. Right. Oh. But I definitely didn't do it in a way where I was like, no, but you, I know you still like me. It was more of just like a, I'm just like not really comfortable being in anything if I'm not ready. Yeah, I mean. Because you, you can kind of take that responsibility. You can fudge it. A, you can fudge it a little for someone's feelings. Like there's there's a line of like honesty and also like brutality. Like, you know what I mean? But you you also take a very proactive pride in your, like, I'm a modern woman. That's very, you know, like, I'm against any of the old, Mm -hmm. you know, patriarchal stereotypes. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Which I think that, uh, this is what you're so excited about, is for me to call you out. I think that sometimes (laughs) you're so attached to that identity that you'll exercise that identity because you're exercising the identity and you're trying to fit the mold versus it's something that you actually want. I actually think that you're far more cuddly than you want to give yourself. Okay, okay. That you want to Listen, give yourself credit to. I have a reputation to, to uphold oh, I here. Understand. <laughs> but I like, I, but I'm, call, but I'm calling bullshit. That's like you're that buzzer bullshit. that I want. I, I think know. that you, I think that I think that there's a I think there's a beating heart behind that. There's maybe a small one. There is that thing, but like, but 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 I think that becomes a real thing. Of, of, of hypocrisy sounds is such a. It's such an ugly word, but like this other wave of, I mean it in terms of just not being authentic to your true self and your true desires, which is the thing that I love the most about your podcast is that you help open the doors for people to walk through and find that they're, to be like, hey, it's okay. There's other, one, there's other people that feel this way. Two, um, there's, you know, figures unite, you know, and, um, (laughs) And I think that that's a really important thing because I think there's a lot of people that that don't have that voice or that yeah. are relegated to the shadows, and um, and I think, but I think that hiding the fact that you 
enjoy a Shakespearean romance as much as the next person <laughs> is just as damaging as hiding the fact that you're in the figging. That's true. Do you feel you see what I'm saying? Even though you're coming from the, no. From the... Um, no, I totally get that. I think that one thing I will say in my defense, I will. I, you're pretty spot on. I will admit that. But one thing I will say in my defense is, I've talked about this a little on the podcast, is for me, I think, too... I'm still rel- not re- not new, but like I'm. There's always something to learn in the sex, sexuality, and gender space, mm-hmm. especially in today's world. There is always something new to learn. I'm constantly learning and and evolving and changing my kind of like thought process and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think for me, sometimes it's less of not <coughs> of trying to not trying to be someone I'm not, but pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I have been a serial monogamist in the past, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I have found that it has hindered me in certain ways in life. And so so I get very comfortable, like too comfortable to the point where I get, and this not to be that bitch, but it's a very Taurus thing. I get settled, I get comfortable easily, and then it's like I don't, even if I'm not completely happy, I just kind of like, I it's 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 easy, it's comforting, whatever. And I, I have ended up in staying in relationships longer than I should have because I get comfortable. And I also think that... But isn't that a factor of more... To me, it seems like you should be paying more attention to the not happy part than the inner monogamous relationship part. But I also think there's a, an importance of being by yourself as an adult, as, especially as a woman and being single and kind of just like being like, what's her name? Um, Emma Watson recently. People are making fun of her. She just she's called herself self-partnered, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. It's funny to make fun of her, whatever. But like no, there's something to, to there's something to that. And I think it's really important, especially for someone like me who had been in like relationship to relationship to relationship to like it's like with with, for example, I was attracted to him. He was he liked me. He mm-hmm. was successful. I could have fallen into a relationship. Well, that goes back down to the checklist thing too. Yeah. Is that like for so long um I thought that just because a girl was like 5'10 and blonde <laughs> and had an English accent and liked me that that meant That's I was supposed enough, to that right. I was supposed to like her back. Right. I actually <clears throat> I specifically had, um, these names all get bleeped out. Every name. I, I specifically remember okay. I was a sophomore in, in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was all of those things. Uh, she was a singer. And she picked up on me. And I was like, me? At, at, at quite literally the college bus stop in San Diego. I went oh, to, my I went to goodness. school at UCSD. And being like, oh, my God, this is everything like that I wrote down yeah. that I wanted in a girl. Yeah. And waking up like a week later next to her and being like, am I gay? Like, it was my first thing where I had to, like, really deal with my sexuality because I was like, I'm just not that into this person. Yeah. And it made me realize that, like, it's not about it's not about that checklist. So just because, you know, handsome and successful and and all of these things and likes you, we're conditioned to think that, oh, just because somebody like that, we have to like them back. Right. And that's. Yeah, that's bullshit. Right, it is. It absolutely is bullshit. And then also another thing too is like I have, and I'm not really that way anymore, especially now that I'm kind of like in this whole world. But in the past, when I was younger and in high school and stuff, I've been cripplingly insecure in relationships, and I've like been the person who like doesn't like them having friends that are girls and like checking phones and shit. Really, I'm talking really young, but still, still, it was never okay. okay. But like, I've just been very, very insecure in relationships in the past, and I think. I am, I do have a soft side. I can be cuddly and I do want like a person. But I also think that for me, it will be important to explore 
having this ultra modern relationship, mm-hmm. um, whether that includes it, whether that means being open or even like bringing a third in or whatever that is. I think that it's something. Don't run for Congress. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about this girl? Wait, what? Did you hear about the congressman that just had to resign, this woman, because she was in a thruple? That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That's bullshit. That makes me so fucking yeah. upset. I've said this uh, This line has been said on the podcast. I want a congresswoman who I've seen get fucked in the ass. I don't remember the episode, but it's for sure been on an episode. All right. And I stand by I that mean, in honestly, this case. Honestly, it was, it, was, it was pretty close to that. There was like, there was a lot of nudity and a lot, like her ex-husband. So her and another girl and her, I want to say her ex-husband, apparently her ex-husband Man, was like leaking all the tapes. I hate this puritanical bullshit. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of drives Wait, me off the wall I too. fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, we're not going to get political because I could really go there right now. <laughs> but I really want to push myself out of my comfort zone in the sense of like. I think that's good. I've, I've had, I have a lot of friends who are in open relationships or have, have explored it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's always stuck with me is one of my friends said, it is so beautiful seeing your partner be wanted by someone else. Yeah. And that's so fucking enlightened to me because for so many, especially women, it's like that gives them this pit, you know, that feeling when you find something you don't like gives them this instant anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't necessarily need to be open forever or even know if I'm going to like it, but I think it's important for me to push myself out of that comfort zone and understand that I can let go of control of a person and understand that they can maybe be with someone or we can be with someone together and that's not going to take away from my worth or how they're going to feel about me. I think that's one of those things that's easier on paper than it is in... A in, thousand percent. Like, I, I, I had this weird thing over the last year. We've actually talked about this where I've had, like, multiple couples come up yeah. to me and be like, hey, like, right. like, do you want to be with my girlfriend or do you right. want to be with my wife? And and to the point, like the third or fourth time, I was like, why, why me? Like, you know, what what about me? <clears throat> like at first, you're like, you're really flattered. Yeah. But then you're like, it's kind of a dig. Like, oh yeah, she's not gonna leave me for you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, maybe okay. you just really look like you like to cuckold other men. Apparently, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, one in your thing, I, I think it's hard to know if, if you if you don't like that unless you try. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then you can decide whether it's right for you. Exactly. And I do think. That there's something, like, ultimately romantic about putting your partner's needs and desires above your own jealous ego. A hundred percent. Like, to me, that's that's what real love is. I, I totally agree. The other thing is I think people mistake open relationships for, um, oh, we're going to go out and try and fuck everybody we can. Right. That, it being totally about sex, and it's to- absolutely not. It's totally not. not about that. Yeah. Um, uh, to, me, to me, it's more about having an open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. I had a, a friend of mine um, who called me a couple of years ago and she was like, uh, she'd been married to her husband or something for like five years. Yeah. We had this conversation. And she was so. like, and she was like, hey, she's like, she's like, you're a musician. Like, do you, do you, do you know where I can find a hooker? And I was like, one, one, no, but two, like outside of Vegas, I guess. But like, two, like why? And she's like, well, I just, I just wanted to get my husband a hooker for, for, for uh, our anniversary. Because wow. she's like, it's been five years. We dated for five years before that. So it's like a 10 years total. And she's like, I just can't imagine that he's not tired of eating this one pussy because <laughs> I know that I'm tired of sucking that one dick. Wow. And it was like, and it honestly, it was like one of the sweetest, most romantic things I've ever that heard. Is. I was like, oh my God. That's so like, selfless. A, it really was. It's beautiful. I thought it, there was something like really, you know, yeah. I thought that was like tender about that. I was like, well, well we talked about this on my last episode, which was cheating that we just talked about, mm-hmm. about how... I feel like, and I, I, I could be talking out of my ass, but I feel like cheating would happen a lot less if, if people weren't scared to come to their partner and be like, look, I love you. I don't want this to end, but I have been increasingly attracted to other people recently, mm-hmm. or I'm feeling a little 
restless or whatever the case is and just being able to even talk about it maybe it doesn't even go anywhere but like so many people are afraid and again I've, I will admit to this I would have if somebody if I was in college in a relationship and a guy came to me and said that I'd flip the actual fuck out <laughs> and it's like I, that makes me feel so bad for them that maybe they did feel that way and they couldn't come and talk to me about that well I think I think once again that comes down to being really honest about who you are and what you want yeah um, but I also think that just expressing that because I do think what's lost in the conversation in open relationships is that there's a real reward to committing to somebody and knowing that they've got your back and you've got theirs. Yeah. Do you know? Absolutely. And and that just because, you know, Radikowski comes over and, and, you know, wants to give me a blowjob that I turn it down because I'm trying to be faithful to you yeah. and that you would do the same. There's like a we're in this together yes. about the whole thing. But at the same time, I would like like to think that if we were in a relationship and I told you and I was like, you'd be like, you got to do it, dude. You got to go for it. Tell me how it is. You know what I mean? Like, I think I want to be next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, so I think, um, you know, I, there's a lot of gray area, but I'm, 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 I'm empathetic and pragmatic to a fault. I'm the guy that's like, you know, did anybody consider that Jeffrey Dahmer was hungry? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like guy could have been starving. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying what he did is right. right. I'm not advocating for cannibalism. I'm just saying, I'm trying to understand where he's coming from. And yeah. I know if he tells me about it, I'm just not going to have dinner at his house. I think it's a good quality like, in a relationship, though. I think that it's good. What, cannibalism? Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, we don't kink shame around no, here. No, not at all. Okay, let's do one more. All right, hit me. How long do these things last? Uh, we've got about 10 my, minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's flying by. I know. Um, so this is an interesting one. And, and again, this might be subjective to, to the person. The best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Did you get that from me? Did I say that? I've heard it a lot. I've I've been I've 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 like so many friends going through breakups right now, and that keeps and like that. Getting... You keep saying that. Well, n- not I don't keep saying it. it; just keeps coming up. I actually okay. Not terribly long ago, there was this girl who I'd had a crush on for years, mm-hmm. and she'd been dating a guy f- for a long time, and okay. I, and I didn't even I knew her through a completely unrelated way. Okay. And then ran into her again at a friend's wedding. Okay. And she was with a with her boyfriend of a long time. I was like, oh, oh my god, like how you been? But but always thought she was cute. And then uh, a couple months later, they'd broken up. Mm-hmm. And like nine different friends, we had mutual friends, were like, oh, like this is your shot, make your move. Right. We'd gone out uh, to a lunch, and she texted a friend of mine um, afterwards, was like, oh my God, he's so great. Like we had a three hour lunch, we had the greatest time. Yeah. Uh, I think. I like him so much that I think I have to bang a couple of trash dudes first. Which to me was actually one of the most, like, yeah. insightful, intelligent. Like, somebody's like, oh, are you offended? I was like, no, that girl's like a keeper. If a guy said that about me, I'd be so happy. Yeah, like, because... If he was like, I like her so much, I think I have to bang a couple, like, trashy girls and then, and then go just for to get her. That I'd out. be like, oh. Because she knew <laughs> that she needed that to heal. And quite honestly... We like didn't wait, mm-hmm. and I think I ended up kind of becoming one of the trash guys. Damn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but, but again, I knew that going in. I can't be terribly mad about it. Right. You know. Um. So, but I admire somebody having that like wherewithal to go like fuck. I just got out of a relationship. I want to get back in the saddle. And so yeah. I have a, I have a, um, a friend of mine, and she broke up with her girlfriend, and she's been like super bummed out about yeah. the whole situation. But like she's taking it really hard. Yeah. And I, but. 
I know like 43 girls who that, are who were waiting literally have been waiting in line just to just yeah. to you know just For to sure. bang and like and I'm like um uh I was like you've got to get back in the saddle you know like, so you do you think you're an advocate yes and no you have to do it the right way because I'm not into playing with somebody else's feelings mm. to make your feelings better a hundred percent if somebody's 100%. been if somebody's been waiting the girl who needed to bang a couple of trash guys and I was a trash guy, I was kind of bummed for a little while. Right. And she didn't do it on purpose, but I ended up kind of getting totally not on purpose by her, not consciously, but used to kind of get her back on her feet. Right. And so that sucks because yes. you don't, you want to limit the collateral damage. Absolutely. So if you're going to get under somebody, it's got to be a situation where you're legitimately just like, yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? Just and someone like, who you know maybe doesn't have feelings for you exactly. or has been waiting or whatever the case is. Strangers better. I mean, whatever the whatever the situation is. But um, there's a variety of safe, healthy ways to scratch that itch. Yeah. That I think you have to be cognizant of, though. Because you don't use that time to go for the low-hanging fruit that you know has been waiting for you. For, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, that's – I think a lot of people do that. Is I think they go – that's true. They go into their contacts. Oh, Who do I know will come over right now? A hundred percent. And most of the people that will come over right now are doing it because they've been pining for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I think that there's a level of maturity that has to go into that. But at the same time, uh, like, I grew up riding horses, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing that a lot of people You're a horse girl? Yeah, I'm totally a horse girl. <laughs> um, I went to camp in Wyoming for three years. Oh, my it's like, goodness. It's just, I, I, can, I can waterproof my own matches and rope cattle in three distinct styles. Oh, my yeah, God. Is that a, is off-brand. But uh, I think if you fall off a horse, you got to get back in the saddle. That's the only way to do it. And the longer that you wait, the harder that it gets. Yeah. You're like the you're like the 40-year-old virgin, you know, that all of a sudden this thing that should be fun and an enjoyable time has this insurmountable weight on it because yeah. you've waited so long to do it. So I, I definitely think that... Um, I think that, you know, you got to go out there and it, it doesn't necessarily mean fucking. It means going out there and having dates and yeah. having fun. Even flirting. Yeah. Like the 20 seconds a after a relationship, I'm flirting my ass off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like because I just I, I, I go need a little in, attention. Sometimes you just need a little attention. A hundred percent. And I, I go into panic mode about that kind of things because <clears throat> I really enjoy flirting. Yeah, I'm a big flirt. I'm a super big flirt. Yeah. And so, like, I want to make sure that that muscle still works. Of you know course. I mean? Because Flirting's it also, fun. It, it also is a muscle. Flirting's fun. I was actually talking, I've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but I think a fun thing that it's like a good way if you're like interested in dipping your toes in open relationships is if you have a partner going to like a party and just like flirting with other people in front of each other. Okay. It's like a good way to test how do you feel. See, yeah, that's. And that's fun for me because one, I get to flirt, but also you can hone that jealous energy of like, I'm get I'm watching this happen, but I get to take them home later. Yeah, the sex that you're going to have afterwards is yeah. going to be in. Yeah, flirting with other people is fun. It's going to be intense. Yeah, no, I am. Um, th- there's a fine line between that, though. I was um I was dating this girl uh, that got it. Why is my chair sinking, by the way, all of a sudden? Is it sinking? Yeah, it really is. It's okay, now you're all on my level. I, there we go. I can like <laughs> to see you eye to eye. Um. I was uh, dating this girl and she got a TV show a while ago in New York. I okay. filmed in New York. And they, uh, I would go out and see her. And then one day I woke up in the morning and like I had all these text messages where my mom's like, like, are you okay? And there's like 30 messages from her like, don't go on. This is back when Perez Hilton was a thing. Like, don't go oh. on Perez Hilton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And so of course, first thing I do is go on oh, Perez, Hilton. Perez Hilton. And like all, there's like 70 calls that you realize everybody that reads tabloids in your life if you've ever been in one. And... They were like, 
and it was like, oh, so and so was seen canoodling with her co-star outside of One Oak in New York, and blah blah blah. Oh, heartbreaking. And yeah, but we were like really into each other, and we were really in love, and 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 so I, you know, I called her up and be like, yeah, so what's going on? She told me she was like, it's just how they advertise the show. Like they try to cat, they try to pair up everybody. Yeah. There's nothing happened. Yeah. Like, um, don't worry about it. Like we're okay. And I told her, I was like, look, like if you told me that you had gotten just wasted and accidentally made out with your co-star, who's one of 50's most beautiful people. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be stoked on it, but I could understand and like we could get past it. Right. If you, if we had a conversation and be like, no, I really love you and thing. She's like, no, 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 nothing happened. And it ruined the relationship because she thought that that meant when she was in New York that I was in L.A. Doing the same thing. Yeah. And I would rather somebody get drunk and like accidentally hook up with uh, the, in that situation than to carry on like a six month flirtation over text. Yes. Without actually doing Where anything. Where they're not technically doing anything and they keep telling you and you're going crazy and you're like, are you sure there's nothing? Are you sure there's nothing? Yeah, that's the I, absolute worst. I would rather like the one night stand hook up. Me too. Than the, Same. Than the thing. So Absolutely. the flirting thing is almost like, like for me personally, and everybody has their own boundaries. And of what, course. And what bumps them out or not. But that, it's one of those things that would like coil me up more than mm. than just having them hook up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you were like, oh my god, I was you know in Germany and accidentally you know banged Sven. Sven, fucking Sven. Sven. It's a good place to end it. Okay. Thanks so much for being on. That was so easy. It was. I know. It, went, it goes by so fast, it right? Does. I, I get that a lot. It's been forty-five minutes. Beow, 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 Thank beow. You. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave it a good review. Write some nice words. It really helps me out. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe. If you want to be on an episode, uh, call me up. Leave me a voicemail at 424-245-5102. You can ask me an advice question. You can tell me a weird sex story. You can give me a topic you want to hear. Whatever you want, give me a call. If you don't want to give me a call, you can also email me at WTGFYpodcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.